0: A Sankarshan Joshi trip.
1: I figured figured there's a lot of things going on that you had to get into place to make this happen. Again, I'm so sorry it took so long. I know we've been thinking of it for really long. Yes, yes, yes. And it just wasn't happening. But I'm really glad. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have have you here. How are you doing?
0: Hi, I'm 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 doing great. How are you?
1: All well, all well. How is the current situation? How are you dealing with the current situation outside? Uh,
0: so I had tested like positive for twenty days back. So oh okay oh yeah. I study in Bangalore, so like I I
1: see okay
0: yeah. So so I used to live by myself there. So yeah, like I was isolated there for like fourteen days, and then now I'm back home. Oh, like okay. I'm, I'm in Mumbai, so. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Where are you studying in Bangalore?
0: Uh, PS University. So I'm doing my bachelor's in design. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. okay. How yeah. oh, nice. Because I'm applying. I'm actually applying to college in Bangalore as well for my oh, wow! Which college? Yeah, to Montfort. Montfort College.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. So everything's on hold right now. But yes. Yeah. It's okay, been late.
0: It's become so uncertain.
1: Yeah. It's just You just have to go take one day at a time. It's not even planned. You were not planned for two days now. It's literally just one yeah. day at a time. <laughs> so I hope you're feeling completely better now. Yes, I mean, yes. Were the symptoms bad or anything? Or, I had good?
0: fever and cold like for one day and then after that it was just like okay. slight nose block. So yeah, it wasn't that bad. So I got tested nose after good. a week so, like mentally, oh. I was in a place where, like, I was fine. So, had if I got tested, Correct. done in that mental, like, anxiety, immediately, health, yeah, fever, like that would have been worse. But yeah, yeah. So nice. Okay. <laughs> so, where do you Please. stay? You stay in uh, Hyderabad.
1: I stay in Hyderabad. Yes, I stay um, in Hyderabad. I've been born, and brought up here completely. I did my bachelor's also here itself. In St. Um, Francis College, so I did it in psychology, oh. and yeah, that's where the bug caught on. That's where I really fell in love with the subject and knew that this is what I wanted to be doing. So, yeah, completely. I've so if I moved to Bangalore now to study, that would be the first time I would be leaving. Actually, not the first time. So, I uh, did another course in Bangalore, I did a one year diploma course in Bangalore. It was a uh, pd diploma actually it wasn't a full two-year course it was just a one-year course so it wasn't sports psychology because that was something i was very very interested in
0: okay so
1: i yeah so like sports has been a part of my life since i can imagine so i went to a school which had huge which is known for its huge playground it's called the hyderabad public school you can look it up (laughs) but yeah so it's known it's known for like its playgrounds and its sports facilities and all of that so sports has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember and my parents were very 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 keen on me always like making the most of having that kind of space so um, I was pushing to sports since a very young age and it was never like I never had to be forced into it. It was, it came very, like, I loved it. I loved every single bit of it. And, yeah, so just catching on to that sports thing, we had a counseling um, group, like, it was a consultancy thing. It's called, I forget the name. It was something that our school had hired for us in, like, 11th and 12th. Uh, where they came and they were counseling us on like how you can like what you can do next and what are the career
0: you know, counseling
1: the uh, type. Yes, yeah. yes, correct career counseling. That's what I <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they were just looking at you know where they but they would help you with uh, colleges for your undergrad and like if you're looking to go abroad, okay. what are all the tests you have to give? If you're looking at other cities, what are the tests you have to give there? And, you know all sorts, all those sorts of things. And I think somebody over there, one of them had mentioned when I told them that I was, so I had developed an interest in psychology in the the 11th standard. And when, yeah, so I knew that that's what I wanted to get into, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. So when I was talking to this one um, counselor, she had mentioned that, you know, these are the different types of psychology, and you have the usual you have your counseling, you have clinical, you have organizational or oh, you have behavior, or you have school, And the last one was sports. The last one on the list was sports. And I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? And she was like, yeah, of course. Like, you work with athletes and this. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds great. So like, that sounds great. Two brilliant. of your interests, so, like, co
0: coincided.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? Like, I did not ever, <laughs> ever think of that happening. So, that's how psychology happened. And... Um, I then went on I basically wanted to do my masters in it but again I've always been somebody who loses interest in things very quickly Like it (laughs) it takes a lot it takes a lot to keep my like keep me engaged so I was just like man if I'm gonna leave the country and I go to another place and get (laughs) myself signed up for this two year thing and I don't like it I am gonna hate myself because everything I knew about the subject Because everything I knew about the subject was only based on things I had read off of like Wikipedia or some Mm. books or some articles. And I mean, those are all, I don't know. I don't don't think it's the most like, I didn't know anybody who was in the field. Yeah, because sports psychology
0: is like pretty new, right? Like, I mean, for, yeah, it is very new. Psychology itself being uh, like pretty new. And that too, like this Mm -hmm. niche sports psychology like I can understand. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't know. So I didn't have any seniors I could reach out to. And like my teachers in college were very helpful, but they also had only like limited information about it. So I found a one-year, like a PG diploma in Jain University, Bangalore. Okay. So I was like, yeah, so I was like, okay, that's, I mean, it's a known college and it's a neighboring city. And I actually spent a lot of time in Bangor already. So I was like, "Ah, so it's fine. I can just like, I won't, I won't hate myself as much if I just go there (laughs) and like, see what it's like and see if I like it. And I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was a brilliant one year and I loved my. Could you just like give an
0: insight on like what you studied that? Like what exactly is sports psychology? Because, uh. Like me, I, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Like I assumed that there might be some mental wellness uh, aspect to fitness, but this is the first time yeah. I've ever heard the word like sports psychology. So like, what exactly
1: is it? Okay. So sports psychology is, a see, it's a big, let's say it's dealing with the athletes on field. Okay. It's only with their performance on field and helping them improve their game without any other external or any anything anything else. It's just themselves. It's helping them improve themselves, just using themselves, their mind and their skills. Okay. Without having uh, I think we had a teacher who used to say it's like uh sports it's like game enhancer, performance enhancer without steroids. It. Yeah. It's very dark, but okay, I guess we'll go with that. <laughs> Makes sense. So yeah, so yeah, so that's that's basically what we do. So we focus on their mindset when they step on the field. Once they step on the field, so maybe like there will be some sports I I I don't think sports psychology, like sports psychologists, would uh, venture into their personal, like the players' personal life or anything of that sort. If you're dealing with those kind of issues, you would get referred a counsellor or whoever Ooh. is. So again you want to make sure you know what your area is and you stick to just that area. You don't overstep your boundaries. Because yeah. here uh, a sports psychologist is playing a very tricky role between a counsellor and a coach. You don't want to tell the mm. player what their game is and how they should play because that's the coach's job. Yeah. You, so you only work on improving what is already there. You focus on how they can better themselves and what it is that they can use. So you teach them. So we do this thing called psychological skills training, it's called PST. So over there, we have certain skills that we give the player. The skills could improve breathing techniques, like just you know, if they're uh, if they get too anxious before the start of the okay. competition, how uh, they can calm themselves down. Mm-hmm. If they're not as if so. All sports require you to be a certain level of excited. Because you need to have a certain passion in you. You need to have, so we call that, you could call it aggression. So again, in sport, we use aggression very, very positively. Okay. You have to be a certain level of aggressive mm. in a sport to achieve what it is that you want. If you're not that much, then it's probably that you're not that infested or you're just not in that headspace for the day too aggressive that it just it it doesn't it only harms your game it doesn't do you any good so again how you can reach like an optimal level of aggression again that differs from person to person it's not the same for me i could maybe i would require a higher level of aggression for me to hit my optimal uh performance you you might require a certain lower level so again because it differs from clear to clear the psc program that we make also differs there's no one set program that you can just apply to everybody as like a blanket It depends
0: on the athlete Um, per se like it depends on that individual
1: It depends on the athlete it depends on the sport it depends on what level you're competing at there are so many things to take into consideration because I mean you wouldn't want to get like a school like a school like one middle school child who's going for like a tennis (laughs) tournament super amped up and then he's just like running on the court and you're like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, at the on the level that you're playing at is, and again, the sport you're playing, some sports need you to be more calm, more composed. I, I I, think I'd say golf needs you to be very calm and very, very like super in thing. And whereas football would require more aggression, more like you need to run on that adrenaline. Like, you need to get that from somewhere. Yes. After a point, your energy is going to run out. You need to pull it from somewhere. So yeah, it, it definitely. So we use. So those are the kind of things that we deal with. And then there, there's also like post psychologists also helps players come back from injuries. Because so injuries Ooh, are yeah. a huge thing for athletes, yes. and it takes a lot to, you know, be able to come back on field and not be scared. Basically, you need to get the fear out of you because once your once there's one part of the body that's injured. There's a very, very high possibility of the same thing getting injured again because it's already weak, it's already a certain level of weak. So to be able to push past that and be able to push past the fear, that fear, happens, yeah. you you have to work, um, you know, with the player, with the physiotherapist, with the coach. Again, it's a very, very, very collaborative effort to overcome it's the mental
0: barrier. Yeah.
1: yeah. So your physiotherapist is going to help you with the physical stuff. Like they'll help you with get, gaining back your strength. Your coach will help you come back, like get your game back. The psychologist will help you get your mental game back, like get, make you get your head back into the game like you mm-hmm. should have had it. Yeah. So that's what sports psychology is. It's very interesting when you get into it. And it's not just, and it's not just sitting and saying, yes, you can do it. That no. But yeah, there are a lot of different, different things that go into it. So again, you have you have to pick which aspects that you want to look at. You have to get to know your athlete and you need to mm. see where they require help the most. Maybe they're really good at, you know, calming themselves down and all of that, but they need a little help, you know, dealing with just the anxiety of after, the post-performance, like anxiety of like just before the results, like those. There are there are other places you need to figure out where it is that you're, maybe they can't concentrate properly. Maybe your athlete has, trouble concentrating, maybe your athlete has a difficult time setting goals and working towards those goals. You need to figure out what the issue is and tackle that. Everything else will happen. So you you need to find where it is that they need the most help and support them in that area.
0: So initially you said that uh, like sports psychology deal with uh, sports and then like their mental state with respect to that game, right? And then, so when you say goals, there are a lot of uh, personal things that also affect their performance, like all the personal priorities, their personal goals, which also affect the performance in the game. So how do you find a balance between uh, uh, like the person, like how do you draw the line there? So
1: you would start off with, um, so when you set goals, it's basically to, it's a, Honestly, setting goals is a great motivator mm. because when you set a goal and you achieve it and you can see just putting it down on paper and ticking it off is a great motivator and it's very, very, very satisfactory. And when there are days when, you know, you're feeling like, man, I'm just nothing is going right today. Like I can just feel everything around me collapsing. When you look at all the things you've done, you're like, wait, I did all of these things so I can get past this as well. It's just being able to, and it's not somebody else telling that, oh, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this also, you know, like don't put yourself down and all. It's literally you looking at things that you have already done, what you have written on, what you have put down. It's all your work. So that's a great motivator. So how we we usually uh, put in setting goals is, you want to set, if you have personal goals, you, also, you have to balance it with one professional goal, like something mm-hmm. to do with your sport. And there are, again, there are daily goals, there are weekly goals, there are, you know, like fortnightly goals or there are monthly goals. You can choose. You can choose how it is that you want set those goals or what it is. But you have to, so we call them, so we were taught this thing called smart goals. So your goals need to be smart. Okay. It's a acronym. So it's, The SMART is supposed to be specific. Your goals need to be specific. It can't be vague. It has to be Mm. very, you know, like this, this, exactly this is what I want. Then we have M, you want measurable goals. So it needs to be, it again can't be vague. You want to be specific, you want to be measurable. You want Mm. to make sure you can compare two things and see like, okay, there was improvement. I have done better. Then we had attainable You want to start by setting realistic goals. Like you want just like attainable, something that you know. You know your capacity, which is why we ask athletes to set their own goals. You know your capabilities. So do it in that much. Set it in that much. And you can always improve on that. You can always push yourself. Start off with just attainable goals. Are realistic. Like I, like I was saying, attainable and realistic. You want to be... Again, you know how much you can push yourself, you know how much you can do. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Be true to yourself. That's exactly what I was gonna to say. Yeah, you want to be true to yourself. This is not to impress anybody else, it's only to better yourself. And the last one is time based. You have to set a saying that this is how much time, which is why that's where the daily, weekly, or you know, to, once in two once a do weeks and monthly thing comes in. You're setting yourself a time. Saying this is how much time I give myself to achieve this goal. And it can start off very, very basic, saying that, you know, okay, I want to get through my warm-up in this much time. Or I want to do my warm-up, you know, properly in for this much of the duration. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it happens where, like, once you're about three-fourths into your warm-up, you're out of it and your heart's just, <laughs> like, it's like you're just, now now you're just doing it to, like, get done with the uh, sets and not completely. So it can start off with anything like that. So... Mm. you ask how like you ba- find a balance between the two if you want to set it's actually fine to ha- want to set like personal goals but you have to balance it with a professional one something that you're doing on field because athletes don't take days off so you know you're going to be on field anyway so set a goal for what you're going to do on field that day it's as simple as that or i think right now with like covid and things a lot of it has taken a hit yeah. and so like a lot of the goal setting has become just what can you do in the like in your own house, like in your space, what is it that you can do? Which do, will do help make you. Make yourself better once you at the sport. Yeah, which will help you once whenever things open up, when you get back on field, what is it that will give you, you know, make you get back as close to what it what your game was when you left? What is it that you can mm. do to keep to try to maintain? Again, it's not gonna be the same. It's definitely not. It's going to take time to come back to what it was. But what what can you do to you know, reduce the time that it takes
0: to come back to that. Yeah. There's a lot of mental space that sport occupies, right? Like, because I don't think like people understand uh, the psychology of uh, people who play sports because uh, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a very different mental space. Like when you are playing at it, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, i don 't think like people know how different it is because when you consider let 's say uh combat uh sports let's say mixed martial arts or boxing uh yeah. there is a sense of uh presence that you need to have like, like mentally mm-hmm. you need to be present in that so that you can uh think of your next move or how to combat with the move that is being in front of you uh plus Correct. there is, uh, they will push themselves physically, which also mm-hmm. affects like the mental state at which the the player is, right? Like there's a balance between uh, how are they pushing themselves physically to, uh, I think like them pushing themselves physically comes from a mental aspect, right? Like being motivated, uh, Correct. Like going and chasing after
1: something like, yeah. Yeah, very true. So, it's very important, again, in sports to be self-motivated because there's only so much motivation that your teammates and your coach or your support staff and your parents and your, like, friends, family, all of these people can give. There's only so much. But once you're out there on the field, it's you. It's only you. So, yeah. uh, another thing that uh, we were taught a lot is a positive self-talk. Like, you need to talk to yourself. It's not crazy to talk to yourself. Please talk <laughs> to yourself and you want to like you want to be able to you want to be your biggest motivator you want to be your biggest cheerleader because when you're out there it's only you that's all there is nobody else there's you and there's all the things that you've learned
0: this is also very evident right with the sport like uh, when it comes to like a lot of sportsmen they're very uh very evident that they are good at what they do it's like a, it's, it's a way of self-talk and kind of like self-motivating themselves correct. and being best at what they do
1: correct so it's very very important to have that kind of confidence in yourself again overconfidence is going to just kill it but it's very very important to have that kind of confidence in yourself because if not you then who like who is going mm-hmm. to if you don't believe in yourself why like you have to you have to if you you know your sport you know your skills you know what you're good at it's again just being real it's being true to yourself and not simply undermining yourself but again if you simply like over like you know i'm really like the best at everything then it's difficult to get help from anybody like it's difficult to start to listen to a quote it's difficult to listen to what your teammates are saying it's difficult to listen and it becomes difficult like all of that just gets subconsciously blocked out when you start thinking that oh like you know I'm really like just at the best right now like I'm completely yeah. at the top so if you need to again be able to draw like a line over there where you're like okay I know I'm good, I'm good at this and I might be at, at my best right now but what, what else can I do? Yeah. You can be at your like your own best but what else can you do? What can you do to Stayed there. What can you do to improve? Like there is con- there is always scope for improvement. Yeah, there is always always scope for improvement. So you just need to know what it is that you can do.
0: Yeah. Plus, I think that uh, when it comes to like physical way of expressing themselves, right? Like when it comes to like sport or working out, uh, especially sportsmen, their identity of who they are entirely depends on on what they're doing in that sport, right? Let's say I am a correct. really good football player. Like I went to like nationals or I've played here, I've played that. Like if, if I'm well-known football player and let's say I'm injured, it's hard for me to get back to that state because I've been identifying myself with that sport. Correct. Like that is who I am. Correct. Like now I don't know who I am. Correct,
1: correct. So again, it's also very important to, um, so it's good to identify yourself as this athlete, but you also need to have like your own identity, like your personal identity of who you are, like as, let's say, Sankarshan, like you need to know who it is that you are. Because even if football is your whole life, even if football is all of that, if you take that away from you, you can't be left with nothing. Like, there has to be, there's obviously some substance over there. There still is something. So it's, it's, it, it's very, very important to still hold on to other things, maybe small, little other hobbies or just other parts of your personality. You can't, your personality can't be one dimensional and only be like, yes, football, only football. Like that, it's, 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 that's putting too much pressure on yourself, which will only like, it it i don't there's no good that can come from it there really is no good yeah. that can come from it. It, it 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 there's there's only like downsides to it so you want to be able yeah. to hold on to everything else that makes you who you are and this is like just an added part to it you can't make this you can make this your whole life when you're in a tournament when you're in the match when you're all but Outside of that, what is your life? Like, what is it that makes you you? What is it that you have? So, it's very important to take, you know, breaks like yeah, that. Break, to yeah. Just do things that you enjoy, that make, that you that you're, you know, that you like doing. And because, yeah, that, that's what will help your like you going yeah. as an athlete. That's what will keep you going. Because it's very easy to get burnt out if you're only going to look at, you know, look at yourself as just this athlete and constantly put that pressure on yourself that I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, this this is my whole life, this is all I know how to do, this is what it is, then it's very easy to get very, very burnt out and
0: you don't want to do that. It's a very subtle process too, like getting burnt out, right? Like you never know that you'll end up there. So like you'll never know that you're going to overdrain and you end up there because, uh, So I think like that's where the importance of of a sports psychology comes in. Uh, So I, so I started like working out and I started like getting fully into it, like lifting weights and weight training, like that has become like one of the major hobbies of mine right now. So uh, Mm -hmm. like a year and a half back, like when I started lifting weights, so I started it for the right reasons. Let's say like, I want to be more, uh, get rid of all my insecurities, be more confident, be more fit. But then slowly, mm-hmm. like during the lockdown, this was the only thing that I did. Like working out right. was the only thing that I was waiting to do. So then slowly right. I started like overtraining it or like I started like overdoing it. and I've, And that came to a point where if I don't work out for a day, like it made me anxious. Okay. So I became yeah. like neurotic about it. Okay. And it's a very subtle process because like when I started, like I didn't know I was going to end up there. And yeah. like it's yeah. a very slow, or uh, like if, if I had someone like I was checking in uh, my, m- my personality and ch- checking in with respect to that sport, then maybe I wouldn't mm-hmm. have like ended up there. So it is it is
1: a very it's a very slippery slope, I'd say. Like when you start, yeah. you're just like, Oh man, like I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling the best about this. And then slowly you're like, What the hell is happening? Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. No. Yeah. So it's it is it is very that's why it's important to, you know. Just take a step back and reevaluate, like where you are and why you started, what you're doing, where you're going. You know what is the next step. It's very, very. That's that's why again, come back to it. Come it comes back to like taking a break and just being like, okay, wait one second. Take a step back, look at what what the situation is. Where you know where you. You yeah. also you need to look at where you started, where you've come to. Like what were your goals? <laughs> what are those that have been achieved? And then you're like, okay, good. Like, you stabbed yourself on the back saying, good, I've made it at least And then, you know, slowly be like, okay, now what do I do next and what? And you need to, it, it has to be a very, very, very conscious decision to not push yourself to a place where if it comes to working out like where you don't want to look at a dumbbell ever again. Uh, just like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I just, like, I can't do this. But I think that's happened to a lot of people during lockdown where, they found like one thing that was keeping them going because everybody yeah. had to find something to keep them going. So they found this one thing that would keep them going and just like, it, it's become like obsessive after a point. Like yeah. you're just like, I need this, I need this. And yeah, it's going to, it takes time to, I hope you like snapped out of that and like you know it's okay <laughs> to miss one day of workout, yeah. and you're better, but yeah, it's it's honestly like, we're dealing with a completely new situation yeah. right now. See, in normal times, you wouldn't have the kind of time that you did during lockdown to, like, go to the gym. Maybe you would have time to go every day, but you wouldn't have time, probably had the time to, like, overtrain train and completely, like, drain yourself. But because we've gotten an abundance of time now, out of the blue, and none of us know what to do with it, it has. It's, all you can do is, like, you you learn from it, Where you're, like, next time you know when you start training beyond a certain point, you're, like, wait one second, like, I can't, yeah. I shouldn't push past it. You set those very strict boundaries for yourself. Where you're like, I don't, like, this is it. Like, I'm drawing yeah. my line here and I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to push past it. Yeah. So again, it's it's okay to slowly increase the boundary as your threshold increases. But you can't be like, I'm going to set the boundary somewhere there mm-hmm. and then God knows you'll make it even halfway there. So again, realistic goals, Realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to be Makes sense. make
0: Makes sense. Makes sense because... I started, uh, uh, representing myself with what I was doing. Like I started associating that with like who I am per se. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think like that is where the, all uh, like the hard time started plus anxiety yeah. is such a tricky thing to deal with. Like, I don't think, uh, there is a fixed way to deal with it because it's a very, uh, it's hard to describe, it's hard to express, yeah. but you still have to deal like, with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't put it into words completely. Yeah. you just like, I'm feeling it. No what? <laughs> so yeah, no, that is, that, it is for, like, and I feel like all of us have gone through some kind of anxiety throughout our lives. We just didn't know it was anxiety. You have like little kids who complain about their stomach hurting when they don't want to go to school before a test or something. And parents are like, ah, just go it's a test, your thing, and you know, it was heartbreaking. For all you know, it it could actually be her thing, but mm-hmm. it could only be because the kid is so stressed about that test. Yeah, you have it. Like you have people throwing up before exams. You have so many. Like all of us, have, I I feel like we just didn't know it was. At least I didn't know it was called anxiety. And like you could, like, describe like just one word that could describe all of these feelings that you are you know constantly feeling, and like. Are sitting so heavily on your chest. So yeah, I think it's nicer now that there is so much conversation about yeah. anxiety and like you know, it's there's so many that it's it's easier it's to talk points. about. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, and you can, it becomes so much easier when you can say that okay, this is where I get triggered. So this is what I'm not going to, you know, indulge in. I'm not going to engage this one thing or like entertain this because this is what triggers so, hmm. again, I think that being able to set those, those kind of boundaries comes only as an adult. Because otherwise, like as a kid, as a teenager, you're just like, ah, I want everybody like me. I want everything to happen. Yeah. So, it doesn't like trigger points don't matter. Your insecurities don't matter. Nothing. Everything is uh, like free for all kind of thing.
0: But don't you think like it's different when it comes to like sports and like the anxiety with respect to sports? It's very different, right? Like because I've felt it. So, I've had anxiety before like general anxiety mm-hmm. but I had that anxiety which is like uh, uh, I had to work out so like if I didn't like that anxiety was like very very different
1: right yeah so again it it depends on I feel like it depends again individual hmm. and how where you where you are in the sport also matters like if you're somebody who's doing like decently well who's like playing well and like you know having like a good thing or like you're a swimmer who's had like a good season then it's there's lesser chances of like i mean it's the anxiety will probably reduce a little bit it won't completely go you still probably will be a little anxious before the, before you jump into the water every time but it will reduce a little bit and if you're in the same way if you're a swimmer who's not had a great run not been doing too well then it just it just increases each time each time before each event you're just like man i messed up last time i can't mess up this time i have to i have to i have to that i have to become very 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 strong in your head which is why it's very important to be able to let go of like past performances like you need to be able to say okay this went badly Analyze what all went Mm -hmm. badly. Talk about it. Put it into words. Put it into words. Put it down on paper. Whatever works for you. Just feel like, okay, this is what went wrong. This is what I can do. Mm -hmm. And ask, like, what can I do to... You have so many people who are trying to help. You ask things, like, what can I do to improve this place? What can I do to improve this? And, you know, slowly use those in your training sessions. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, go to the next one. If you're going to carry the baggage of all your previous performances... That is such a strain on yourself, so yeah. unnecessarily. That it's it's difficult for anybody to function under that kind of self-pressure. And you already know there are certain like, whether it's whether they're doing it like consciously or not, there is a certain level of pressure from your coach, from your like there's more than. There pressure, is competition, right? Like this is yeah, and there's expectations. Yeah. There, there's competition and there's expectations also competition is at least or you have like a bunch of like some strangers expectations of some people you know people yeah. you're going to go back home and see your competition you face you don't have to see again
0: from yourself from your <laughs> coach <laughs> like yeah
1: yeah so you need to there is see a lot of people try like a lot and a lot of people are really good at like being like see it's your game you do you there is no like we are not putting any pressure on you but then at the back of your mind you're like man this, my coach has put in so much time and effort with me i need to do this like i need to show him that i'm good i need to show you her you know that i've learned what she's taught me and that i'm good and i've been practicing and it needs to and you give it your all again like we've been told i mean at least for me it's been a question that give it your best that that's the most we can ask of you give it your best know that you've given your best because again circle back to being true to yourself you know you've given yourself best or you know you've done it half-heartedly
0: yeah
1: you can do it half-heartedly and come out and be like no that was my best la 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 Mm -hmm. good no one's gonna say anything to you but inside you are you sure that was your best if it isn't if you know for a fact that that was your best then that should be satisfying for you
0: that best also has like two forms right like Physically, have you given your best? Mentally, have you ha Have you pushed to a point where you have given your best? Like there are like these two dimensions that c- comes into picture, right?
1: It's correct. So again, I don't think anybody fully understood how to uh, measure the have you pushed your mental best part yeah. because <laughs> I genuinely don't know how that would be measured or how that would be looked at. But yeah, I think you need to you need to be able to know that. I think. I like personally, I think like pushing to a healthy place of doing your best would be till where you know you can do it, but after that point, it's just going to like deteriorate your mental health. Mm. Like, you don't want to push past that point where after this, you know it's just going to be breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Like, you should not have to push yourself past that. You should be able to be like, see, this is where my threshold ends. You want to be like, I know I can get it till here. Maybe like half an inch more also. But more than that, mm, like, it's just not, it's not going to be beneficial because for all you know, it'll, it'll ruin your current performance. Then it will play on your next one saying, Oh, this happened last time. now it lost or la la la. You, it does, it's such a tricky thing to do. Like you might just, it might just, like, carry on to, like, future things when you had, no, like, there was no intention of that happening and you were just, like, no, I just thought I could try a little bit more and, you know, like, I want to just push a little bit more, kind of. so it is, like, I, I don't, I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely don't know how you would measure, like, being able to do, like, your mental best. Yeah, yeah. I- true, true. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I think being able to, uh, as long as you can let go of your past performances and take away the good from it and some learning from it and implement them, then that should that should be able to cut down a lot of your
0: dealing with failures, right? Like to put it differently, uh, yeah. Like oh yeah, that's another with... thing. Yeah,
1: correct. That's another thing that we're like psychologists are supposed to. But it's coming back from loss because it's difficult to like you know it is difficult when you. So this is the one thing that I always had when I wanted to get into like sports psychology. This is the one thing I used to think about is that it is insanely fascinating and admirable how motivated athletes are. Mm, Like it's ridiculous because when you think about it, an Olympic 100 meter sprinter trains for something for four years To have it end in less than 10 seconds. (laughs) It has to, ideally, it has to end (laughs) in less than 10 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) That is insane. That is absolutely crazy. And just when you put in that kind of like blood, sweat, tears, heart, soul, everything else that you can think of for four years, and it doesn't pay off. it's going to be soul crushing it's going to be (laughs) it's going to be crushing absolutely but you train yourself you have to be able to train yourself to be so insanely mentally strong that you come back from that saying I will come back for this like I will train for another 4 years Mm -hmm. and I will see you all again and I think that's absolutely amazing. That's insane, so, like, yeah. my one of my things again, get into sports psychology is if I can play the tiniest part in somebody mm. being that motivated, and then that's all I need. Like, I'm completely done for this life. Like, that's all. Like, to be able to play the, like, 0.0001% also in that motivation and just to, you know, like, help them a little forward. Dude, that's insane because... Yeah, I don't I don't even know where you would get that kind of motivation from. (laughs) Or how much or how much how insane like your passion and your love for the sport has to be. So it it really is. When you think about it, that is like just functioning on a whole other level. Another level, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, being all consumed by your passion for that sport. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, it's horrible when it doesn't pay off. But oh, when it pays off. yeah, It's so beautiful to walk. You live
0: for it's moments amazing. like that, right? Like all the losses Absolutely. are worth for that one win.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You just like everything else fades away. Like nothing else matters. It's just that, that nothing, nothing. None of the injuries, none of yeah. all mm-hmm. the like painful trainings, all the like early mornings. None of them, when you get that, just, like, that's all. It's yeah. insane. I get goosebumps <laughs> to thinking about
0: it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I were aware. I, I was absolutely aware of, like, athletes functioning on a different level than normal human beings. That is the reason why I was, like, super excited to talk to you. Like, I was aware of that, <laughs> but I didn't know, like, how exactly uh, are it they has. different? But it makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah like on a daily basis can you imagine like someone uh, facing like failures so often as like athletes and like people in in a particular exactly. sport do like it so, so if I fail at what I'm doing as much as they fail mentally I will be at a very uh, negative space like I'd be so demotivated yeah. I'd be absolutely yeah I'd be reflecting absolutely. that physically too
1: absolutely it's It's very like I I would say like their mental capabilities are already great. And I think it's it's again that differs when you're in a team sport or when you're in like an individual sport. Mm. Team sport you still have like your entire team supporting you. You have like how many other? You have you and like six others, seven others. You know how many others like you have enough of these people on your side when you're doing individual sports and it's like swimming when it's singles tennis, singles badminton. Again, in singles tennis and badminton, you still have like your team with you even in swimming. But on that field, it's just you. In that match, it was just you. Yeah. And, you know, to be able to be okay with how it went and then be like, cool, I will be back at training tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. And we will take it again. We will take it from there again. So it does require an insane amount yeah. of passion, motivation, dedication, and just, you know, wanting to, it's that hunger of wanting to be the best at it. Yeah. Of wanting to be good at it, wanting that win. It does, that's what keeps you going. It, like it's you also said, the discipline, it's right? Bit, it's Yeah, it's absolutely, you know, like, like you said, if anybody in, like, other fields face, like, the constant failure, like, you would be in a sport, again, it's amazing that not, like, athletes don't look as, don't look at, like, failure and loss as, like, just the end of things, but that's just, like, okay, what next? How can I improve it? What do I do? Like, what, what do I, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen next time? So just being able to be optimistic about everything like that is crazy. It's really, really like that. It's amazing. It's an amazing quality to have, honestly, like whether you're going to continue in sports or not, or you're just going to stay in, you know, like whatever else it is that you choose to do, you can just carry that forward into it. Then I feel like you're quite sorted, like you're. You're way above everybody else. You're on <laughs> a different level from what everybody else is functioning
0: at all. Very. It's such a strong personality that they have. Uh, mm-hmm. th- that's why almost like most of the athletes, like they, or uh, their speeches, like they motivate so many people, right? Like, because their personality Correct. has been built up like that. Like it's been built Correct. up on failures. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it It's super uh, radiant. So when you see a Correct. successful athlete talk about life or talk about sport, it's uh, it's being reflected from all the experiences that they have been through, and the, I, and it's not easy to be where they are.
1: Not at all. I wouldn't say it's easy. I would never want to trade. I would. I would never want to go stand play, That is an <laughs> insane. Like it's. It's so much. It's. It's. It comes from like so much of hard work, and you know, and they still are so positive about everything. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, uh. but yeah, I mean that is that is a like a really like cool way to look at it. Actually, I haven't really thought of that. But yeah, for sure, like it is, it is so much that their confidence, like they have everything to be confident about now because they've seen everything there is to see and they've just like been down 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 and now they've finally come up to where they are there is absolutely no reason for them to not be you know, just like as confident as they are yeah as sure about themselves as they are so again that that is i think that is important in your sport because you want to be sure with the With the calls you're making and the Mm -hmm. decisions like yeah the decisions you're making the shots you're taking you need to have like be sure about yourself and I feel like once you've done it wrong enough times you're just like man there's no other way to do it I've (laughs) done it all the wrong ways this is the right way I think I'm good yeah (laughs) this is like Mm -hmm. good good I've tried I have I've done all the wrong ways but now I've found one way that is working that's all (laughs)
0: So, yeah, <laughs> this also reflects on their personal life, right, like being disciplined with when you're good at something that reflects on your personal life too right like you're disciplined at it, like you don't take failures uh um, negatively, like you're all motivated, mm-hmm. yeah, like they 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 bounce back from negative space, they also mm-hmm. navigate their negativity. Uh, physically out and they get back stronger like when they finish their workout session or or when they finish a certain sport. So it's a very different dimension altogether. Like I think every human being has that but only if you express it.
1: Yeah, and it's like a lifelong commitment. Like you have decided this is what you want to do then you are doing it whether it's summer, winter, raining whatever it's like outside, whether the world is locked down or not, whatever it is, you are still doing everything that you have to to be good at your sport. Yeah. You don't have the thing of saying, no, it's Sunday, I want to sleep yeah. in. No, it's a holiday, I don't want. There's literally like, this whole no days off thing is very, very like, serious, like they don't take days off. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. Like you have that kind of, and being able to, uh, it, it's obviously difficult getting into that kind of discipline and, you know, pushing yourself for that. But I feel after a point, it just becomes lifestyle. You mm. know, like you were saying, it felt weird, like when you wouldn't work out for one day, but it just becomes that here, they're mm. not like, oh, I have to, but it's just like, I mean, I. I what I, I am I doing, doing right if
0: now. I'm not doing this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, cool. So this <laughs> is what my career is, This is what my job is. This is, what my work is. So I will do it. I, I'm not going to like, I I'm not going to make excuses for it or find reasons not to and the weather is not going to, I'm saying weather because I'm just a very horrible winter person. Like if it's cold, I just don't function. And so that's why I'm so thinking about like how do you wake up when it's five degrees outside and go practice, please somebody explain to me. So I'm very, that can, because that was something that like some, a few people had asked me when I, you know, like I, I, I can go off on these, monologues and people ask me about like why sports psychology and things yeah. like that. And I just feel like I love, I love sports so much. Like I love how athletes are. I love everything that it is about them. And I think it's amazing yeah. how they function. And I think like it's very, very, very different from everybody else. If you I'm have like, to oh, deal like, with you know,
0: people like this, if you or like from, from, from the past few minutes, we spoke about their personality, right? These are the alpha kind of people. Like, like they are like personalities. So if you have to deal with their mental space and their thoughts, that means you have to yeah. be at a very different level.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even that. So for, no, so for a lot of people, used to just be like, oh, then why don't you just, you know, like you also uh, play this sport. Also, why don't you just become like an athlete? I'm like, I have no discipline. <laughs> I have none. I have zero discipline. So I will just be the side like support that I can do. Very, very brilliantly. So it's amazing. Like I am always amazed when I see athletes like waking up, whatever it is, and like getting out there on the on the ground and doing what they have to. It's it's beautiful to watch. It's Mm. beautiful to watch, and it's very, very like heartwarming seeing that you know. It's just they're so dedicated and it's so passionate about it that it's not even a question about like oh should we or like shouldn't we. It's just like I'm doing it. Yeah. That's all. So, it's like one statement. I'm, it's like eating,
0: sleeping. It has become a part of their routine. And routine, it
1: is, yeah, yeah, it is. So it's not even something that you know. And nobody like they again. They're the kind that won't make like excuses. Like whether it's mm. trips or traveling, going out, all of those take a backseat. Like their training comes first for everything. Like training yeah. is priority. That's all. And it takes a lot. Like it's so many sacrifices. Yeah. Being an athlete is so many sacrifices, whether it's personally, it, you sacrifice a lot of things, your family, your, you know, maybe like your, yeah, your friends, your family, everybody, like everybody makes a certain number of like sacrifices. You probably don't do as many trips with your friends. You probably don't go out, out as much. You don't get to spend as much time with your family. You don't. You just, you have made this one yeah. thing like your main goal right now. So it does, it takes a lot of dedication. And yeah, yeah. there are people who are
0: successful in other fields too, right? Like let's say actors or let's say businessmen or entrepreneurs, they're all successful. And we, Mm -hmm. uh, most of the people we have careers in, uh, we make career out of our intellect, right? Like, let's say I'm doing my bachelor's in design. If I'm doing a, if I get a job or if I'm doing something or if I'm starting up my own business or anything, it has to do with my my intellect, right? Like I have to think, mm-hmm. uh, will this work or will this not work? Yes. But th- th- there is a not a lot of physical exertion happening there. But when it comes to like sports, right? They have to be on their top game in two levels. One, their mental game. Two, their physical game. But I I can be up on my mental game and I can make a successful career out of it. Like let's say any businessman, if he is mentally, if he is uh, on a on-point game, then he can be successful. But like sports, it's not like that. This mental thing has to transform into physical. You have to be excellent at these two aspects, which is not easy at all. Like physically exerting. I
1: think so. It yeah. takes so much training, so much practice, so much of hard work and just constant hours that you put into it day in and day out just to have that. Because you need to be, uh, again, You, I think forces is where it's most important to be calm in a crisis. Like, you can see that everything is going down around you. Like, what, your team is not, you probably are not going to win the match. But you can't just give up and be like okay I'm done playing you take it and go I'll go home you want to still be when you're captain you still want to be calm and make certain calls Things. this is what we're going to do this is what our you know game plan is going to be this is how we're going to do it and you need to be able to again I think there's a lot more um, of that on the captain because if the captain starts like fumbling and like getting stressed and like losing confidence then that's going to reflect on the whole team whole team yeah so you would want to you know just to be able to hold everybody together to keep everything keep everyone like in, in the same headspace you would have to like make even when your body is just like tired and you're physically exhausted your mind still has to keep running like your mind has to be like, okay, this is what we have to do, this is what, this is how. And one is making the best use of uh, your teammates, like the best use of all the skills that you have on field with you. And also because you understand that you are physically exhausted, you need to see how you can best use yourself. Also. Yeah. Like where are you the most efficient right now? Yeah. So you need to be able to figure that like having to able like having to having energy, yeah. All of those, yeah. And like I mean, how much is your coach gonna yell from you from outside? You when you are on the field, you are making those calls. You. And you can't let your mind go like into a spiral. Like it's very and it's so easy to spiral in these yeah. situations where like this is not happening, this is not happening, this is not this. Is, this, is, this is, it's so easy to spiral, but to just catch yourself catch ourselves before you spiral and be like okay this is the situation this is what needs to be done this is how we're going to do it yeah <laughs> to be able to you know sit and just make those calls It's yeah it's a lot dude i am i have so much respect <laughs> for athletes yeah, i have so much respect man. for them it's yeah it's not even, it's
0: not easy okay. like i A a lot of people, when they, when they look at athletes, right. And when they think of like sports psychology, like, like, I'm pretty sure like whoever uh, listens to this, like their mindset towards this is going to change for sure. Like now I evidently know like why there is a need for sports psychologists because man, like in order to deal with their mental space, you have to be well equipped yourself. Like there is no way you're going to deal with them. Uh, like how you deal with normal people because their things are like they, they, they're very strong, right? Like with respect to their thoughts yeah. or so their mentality, it's very strong. And even if it's negative aspect also, it is like strong like to change that and channelize it into something positive is also hard. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's Yeah, it definitely is. So that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons I chose this and I still need to there is still so much more to learn before I can mm. fully get like on field and practice all of this so this is all the things I've gotten from observing and internships and like talking to friends and things like that so again you want to make sure that you are completely equipped again it's mm. so easy to just like go in and be like yeah I'm now like here to like help you and thing that but That can just mess with them. Like if you're not completely sure about what you're doing and you don't have all of the skills and know how to deal with it and you don't have like a good foundation, then it's very easy to just like mess with what the athlete is thinking because they are looking at you like you are a, you know, a trained professional. And if you don't have all the required, whether it's skills or whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is required if you don't have them and you go into it you still dive into it head first then yeah. it's very easy for everything to go downhill from there which mm-hmm. is why it's very very important that whatever field in psychology it is like people talk about you know just uh, there are mental health coaches and there are a lot of uh things like this but you need to make sure that you're verifying what it is that they do and what their background mm-hmm. is and how it is I think that's important for everybody because one, one bad experience with a therapist yeah. can first uh, <laughs> make your like whatever <laughs> you're going through make it worse and second it just makes you lose faith in the entire fraternity completely and it's difficult okay. to go back to like another therapist and work on these things so
0: yeah it's going to a psychologist Go, go, going to a psychologist takes effort, right? Like a lot of people uh, consider like going to a psychologist as something uh, uh, negative, right. right? Like, yeah, like we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, growing up, uh, like my parents or grandparents, you would only go to a psychologist if you are a mental patient. Like if you are Totally mentally abnormal. Like that is when you go to psychologist, right? For a long period of time, yeah. psychologist has been associated with like mentally ill people. Ill. So now going Correct. to a psychology, like I'm 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 glad that we have come to a place where we are openly talking about things or and there is visible progress, uh, that things are moving there. You you overcome all these barriers and you go to a psychologist and you have a bad experience man, it's hard to, like, go back again. Come
1: out of it. Yeah, exactly. You're already dealing with something. Now you've gone to somebody who promised to help you. They have only messed it up more. Why will you go back? Nobody, no, no sane person will go back. Damn. But it's difficult. You just have to, like, push past that and, you know, have faith that there are there are very, very, very good counsellors out there we're doing a great job but you just like you need to verify the information that you're getting like whatever it is whoever it is that you're approaching you have to just constantly you know re-verify and check and like you can ask and um, yeah I think you can ask for like credentials and like what it is and all of that and then make a call for yourself because you don't want to you're being you're choosing to be vulnerable with somebody you don't want that to backfire because yeah. when that happens, you're only, you're less likely to do it another time. And the field of, no, I'm, that's what no, like you are saying, in the field of sport, like, you're already dealing with, like, so many yeah. other things on the side. Now you're like, okay, here I'm opposing somebody that I need <laughs> a little help with. And that person doesn't and it just, like, makes you feel worse. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I guess I have one more thing to just add to my already piling up list of, like, mm-hmm. mountain of issues here so no and like you said since there are so many different aspects to how the athlete, how an athlete functions to have suddenly like somebody who was supposed to help like not be as helpful or like not you know in the direction see a, it's not necessary that a good psychologist will only help you the way you see help mm-hmm. if when they're good they help. helping right now because so consumed by everything else so you don't have to see results immediately but you need to be able to tell like you're going somewhere so yeah it is again they just like it's just different for everybody and like based on the, like their experience and what it is but it's very important to just like verify and be sure about where it is you're getting your help from. Yeah. you want to get it from a certified, qualified, you know, like individual. You want to make sure it's that because again, the certification and qualifications don't come very easy. So if they have those, then you know mm-hmm. they put in the hours. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 is very, I think that is very important because now that we are the country opening up to the idea of therapy and psychology, you can't have it go back again. Where like people have these bad experiences and then like go back into their shell. But finally opening up to it, we can't have it like go back like 20 steps again.
0: I I think almost average, every person can go to therapy and therapy will help them. Like like Uh even you think you're in a pretty good mental space, there are a lot of trauma that people carry which they're not aware of so oh, sure
1: that you don't even know about you didn't even know yeah. you had yeah no therapy honestly you should just like we need to stop doing therapy as like oh something that you do when like things go mm. bad and horrible it's honestly just like a conversation with a third. Person. it could be like a general physical one. checkup.
0: it could be yeah it, it could be absolutely. just like that
1: <laughs> exactly absolutely like how we go right we like once we hit a certain age you're just like i want to get like a maybe like once a year or once in six months you want to get like general like a blood test done you want to get like a full body like checkup done just make sure that everything is going well that's literally how it is just like a mental health check-in making sure that okay all parts of your brain are also or like your thoughts and your feelings and everything are working fine that's that is that is how it needs to be looked at and i think we're slowly making our way there and it is it is very very nice and it's i think it's a Great time to be in the field right now because Mm. there's so much to learn. There's so much changing. There's so much to learn. There's so many opportunities, and it's just so much little by little. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good time. You can see the change happening. That's basically like that's not, I don't think our generation has that many. Field left where you can see the change happen, like in front of you. I think that's all been done already by our parents and now grandparents. So, we're getting like this is one of those where you're getting to see it evolve right now. So, it's yeah. nice.
0: so like yeah. initially, we spoke about like the anxiety part that the sports psychology deal with the athletes, right? And then we spoke about like the injury, uh, coming back from injury that is a different mental space. So, what are the like different aspects of psychology? Uh, like, is there any other aspect to it? Like,
1: so, there is, there is attention. There is like concentration and attention being able mm-hmm. to focus during your game. You want to be able to focus on what is at hand and not get distracted. Again, a sport has so many distractions. You have your coach yelling at you from the side. You have your teammates cheering. You have, if you are playing in a stadium, there are fans there are light, there mm-hmm. can be media, there are so many distractors when you think about it and being able to block all of that out and focus only on what you yeah. want takes a lot so there is, there are like you know there's concentration on like attention improving mm-hmm. and yeah there are like ways to get yourself um, anxiety or like you know visas like you want to, it's called uh, like I said like the aggressiveness right when you are playing yeah. So to how how you can either reduce that or increase that and how you have that in your control. And then there's this one really cool thing that we do, it's called imagery. Okay. So there's uh so it's like imagination, but it uses all five of your senses. At least we do the best to use all five of our senses. So we um, ask the athlete about, you know, where it is that they you know what what place makes them the most calm and where it is that they mm. feel at the most peace. So then suppose you say it's a beach. So then you want to say, okay, close your eyes, picture yourself at a beach, then you can feel the sand, you know, soft sand under you. You can taste the salt in the air, you can smell the ocean and you know, you can see you can see the waves You can see this uh, water and you can see the sand and as long as you, uh, as far as you can see, you can see only sand, you can hear the waves crashing. So here, you use all five. So you want Mm -hmm. to make the image so clear of where they are that it feels like they are there. Mm -hmm. It feels like they are there. So imagery works a lot for athletes who have been injured and can't get onto the field or you know, who just who for some reason are not able to make it for training or have taken a break from the sport. So being able to image or like imagine yourself in, your, uh, in the middle of a game and like, you know, imagine exactly what is happening, what your reaction to it is, how your body is positioned, how you're reacting, what is, what is the setting around you. What are the sounds you can hear? Mm. What is the taste in your mouth? And you know, all of this. So imagery is actually something that we use quite a bit with our players. Because once you get, you want to imagine, You we also like, we want you to imagine exactly how your body moves, like how your arms move. If you're mm. a, again, if you're a swimmer, you want to imagine how your arms are moving, how your legs are moving, when you're coming up for a breath, when you're going back down, and when you're doing the turn and you know, how you're pulling yourself forward so you're mentally you're working all of your muscles Yeah. though you're physically not on the field so mentally you're working all of your muscles and that does it really does help when you've made the image each time you do it the image becomes more and more clear because you can add more details to it Mm. every time you can add a certain new detail and once you I think when you do that enough times you start replicating it when you physically do it as well. You've done it, when you've practiced it enough times in your head and you've gone over that image constantly in your head, you replicate it very, very closely once you get on the field. So that's another thing that is... The
0: process of doing that, like like they adapt to that process and they reflect it on the field, right? You need such a good... you, you need such a good presence of mind, right? Like, because uh, vi- mentally and physically, let's say you want to, uh, in a game of football, if you want to receive a pass, if a player passed the ball to you, uh, if you mentally know that the person has passed the ball and your body is not reflecting to your thought, then like there there's a gap, right? So it's like, it's a very fine balance where like you're mentally, physically, you're in the moment and they're functioning together.
1: Like not against right. each other. They're in the same direction. Yeah, but direction. like they know exactly which way, yeah. how it has to be. And even when you get, probably when you're receiving and it hits you a little bit wrong, like it hits, a, it hits your foot mm-hmm. a little bit wrong or it, you know, just a little bit, but you what not immediately react to the pain. Yeah. You first focus on like, passing it somewhere else and then you're like okay uh shit so not you know so your first you know like your priority your first thing you're like i need to get that ball like in that direction mm-hmm. so yeah it does it takes a lot of it's very 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 fascinating when yeah, you get it is. It into like the details. Of, it really is yeah
0: even if you see from combat sport also right like let's say there's mm-hmm. uh, this thing called like muscle memory it kicks in so sometimes if you are playing you even before your mind thinks of some some move your body already goes it because it is used to that particular pattern uh, correct yeah. so many correct. that's also things.
1: where that's also where, like, muscle memory, imagery, all of these work in the same. Place. like you've done it, you have like practiced so many times that you're going to do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's going to go in that way. Yeah. It... And
0: yeah. So. So when someone thinks it. of shooting of sh- shooting a football into the goal, when they just think of it, they can actually picture their entire body doing that, like because they um, each
1: muscle like how each yeah. muscle is moving where your arms are where your legs are how you're kicking it what like how exactly what yeah. part of <laughs> your foot you are using how it is and all of that everything like it is as the more and more you do it the more and more detail you can get into Yeah. and mm. it is yeah it's it's said to be of a lot of help
0: i am pretty sure that this like psychology and especially sports psychology is going to be a mainstream word like in a couple of years like i am i am pretty sure of it because there <laughs> is this thing is of so much importance and uh, and you are so passionate about this field it's, it's I really yeah i really, yeah.
1: really 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 am like i i just i don't know it just makes me so happy it really mm-hmm. does and like just wanting to know more and more about it and wanting to constantly learn and be better and things like that. Because at the end of it you know that somebody else is depending on you for this yeah. and you do not want to disappoint that especially when <laughs> there's somebody that you know when they when they when like you so like you have so much respect for athletes and the sport and all of that then that's not something you want to do. Like yeah. you want to make sure you can give it the best. Oh yeah, so that is I really hope I really hope this does become yeah. team I'm, and I'm we have more sports yeah. psychologists more sports <laughs> psychologists in India because I think there's a huge need for them at at all levels at different, different levels like at the school level you wouldn't want you know a lot of schools um, put a put pressure on their school teams to like perform things mm. that oh you know we've always bought in this Trophy and you have to do this. This is some batches of kids have good players, some don't. You can't yeah. put them through that. And a lot of kids also pick up sport in school mm-hmm. and carry that forward as a career.
0: Pretty young age, yeah. So how how
1: yeah how how they shouldn't get burnt out at the school level, and how they need to like you know, like balance it out. And in school, how how much however important sport is, you know your academics are. Equally important. So, you know, you have two things you have to focus on. So, so, you know, at the school level, you have that requirement. At a college level, again, universities have this whole thing like, oh, we have this reputation of like this, this, this. We have to win like this, this, this. You don't want that to happen to them there. Then, slowly, when they make a career out of it, how not to burn out. So, there are so many different levels to it, also. So, there definitely is. And, and expecting like school counselors or, you know, just like therapists and other counselors to help with this also is putting so much pressure on them like they're already Mm -hmm. dealing with all these other issues and now this is something that they are completely sure about and so I think it is very very important that we have like a more Mm -hmm. specified of like you know something that's more only that is to do with this field.
0: Because in other,
1: for everything else, we have like a specialty psychology, we have organization, which is only for like companies and businesses and offices and employees. You have school, Mm -hmm. you have school and like child psychology for like children and adolescents and things like that. You have so many, you have like marriage counselors, you have health psychology, you have things for like different, different areas. So you should actually like force is a big enough thing in India for it to have like its own place now. Yeah,
0: Yeah. because it's, It's one aspect of a human being, right? Like how marriage counselor focuses on the relationship aspect of a human being. It's like me as a human being, I'm so multidimensional that me in a particular sport, I have a different personality while I'm at it. And me in a personal relationship, my personality is different. So at each stage, a, a, a person dedicated to deal with that part of human nature
1: yes, that exactly what what that is what it
0: is that you need right there what it is hmm. that will help you the best over there yeah i am one of the thing that i love talking to psychologists you're the third person that i've talked to i've talked to neha yes. tapari i've talked to uh, uh apurva. yeah i've talked to apurva yeah. and it's so fascinating yeah. because you guys love what you do and uh, you guys know yeah. the importance <laughs> you guys know the importance of this 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 particular field so like you 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 bring in awareness in general to that field like not just uh, to yourself so th- that yeah. is like like beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah i think it like we're all just so passionate and we love this field so much that you know we want to do everything that we can possibly do and like in our own abilities to be the best at it that we can or make the most out of it and help as many and you know all of that I think that's one thing that we have because I think that's one important thing you need to love this field to like get into it because it's not something that you do for money or fame or any of those it's literally just the love for the subject. It, for the right that's reasons. That's like the main <laughs> part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the main, is the main part, that that is like such an important part of it. Because otherwise, you're going to like get bored of it so quickly or you're going to get tired of it so quickly. And that's not fair to you or to your clients. So you wouldn't want to do that.
0: Yeah. It was, it was lovely talking to you. I really learned so much. It
1: was yeah, I'm absolutely. so glad. I'm so glad. I did too. I did too. I got to see a lot of different perspectives from what you mentioned. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. Yes. And I'm
0: glad it did. So I hope we do this again sometime in the future when we get in like different perspectives and we get to talk. For different sure. Things. For sure. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sankarshan. We love you speaking with you. A Sankarshan Joshi Trip